This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. On the 21st of December last year at 11.11am, according to the ancient Mayans, the world was supposed to end. Now thousands of people believe that because the Mayan calendar ended on the 21st of December 2012, the world would witness Armageddon. Now, I did see a survey online in which 20 people were asked the question, what is Armageddon? Out of the 20 people questioned, 10 replied the end of the world. Seven people didn't have a clue. And three gave somewhat reasonable um, explanations or answers. One person said, I've read about it in the Bible, with so many rapes and murders and shootings going on these days, I wish more people knew about it. One other person said, I know it's biblical, it may have something to do with Jesus coming back. And finally one person said, Armageddon, I believe, is when all the nations fight against Israel in the Sea of Jehoshaphat, which is now the Persian Gulf. Now notice how ten people said they thought that Armageddon was the end of the world, because this is what is drilled into people, as with the uh, Mayan prophecy that we saw at the end of last year. But this is not what the Bible says. In fact, the Bible states that Armageddon is the battle that will hold in God's plan for planet Earth. So this afternoon I want to look at what the Bible says about Armageddon, the countdown to Armageddon, and how it is leading up to God's plan for the future. So then to start with, what does the Bible actually say about Armageddon? Well, in the concise Oxford Dictionary, Armageddon is described as the scene of supreme conflict between the nations as described in the final book of the Bible uh, the final book of the Bible uh, which is Revelation chapter 16 verses 13 to 16 in these verses in Revelation it says and I saw three unclean spirits like frost come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty behold I come as a thief blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame in verse 16 and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon now this is actually the only time the word Armageddon is mentioned in the Bible however this great battle when the enemies of Israel are destroyed by the Lord Jesus Christ is spoken of again in the prophecy of Zechariah chapter 14 where in the first three verses we read behold the day of the Lord cometh and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. 
So this battle will take place in the land of Israel in a remote dry valley which used to be the location of an ancient city called uh, of an ancient city called Megiddo. Um, now we can see its location here on the map and the word Armageddon actually means the hills or the mountains of Megiddo. It refers to the whole district of mountains and plains around Megiddo which we can see here on the screen. So very simply this district of mountains and plains called Armageddon is where this great battle will take place between the enemies of Israel and the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemies of Israel will be defeated and the Lord Jesus Christ will then usher in a glorious new dawn, the kingdom of God on earth. Now that is all I want to say about the actual battle of Armageddon. What I want to do now is look at the countdown to Armageddon, i.e. the events that the Bible says will lead up to Armageddon and God's plan for the future of planet earth. Now, there was one very important event that took place last century, the 20th century, which indicates that we are now on the countdown to Armageddon, and that was the return of the Jews to their own land and the rebirth of the nation of Israel. In the Bible, we are told that the Jews are God's witnesses to his existence. They are his chosen people. In verses 6 to 8 of Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth the Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people for you were the fewest of all people but because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out of the mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt and then in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 10 ye are my witnesses saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no God formed neither shall there be after me. Now in Deuteronomy chapter 28 we have Jewish history told in advance. We read of the blessings that God will bestow upon them for their obedience and the curses that will come upon them for their disobedience. Time and time again down the ages the Jews disobeyed God and eventually in AD 70 the Jews are driven from their homeland by the Romans and for almost 2,000 years the nation of Israel ceased to exist but God had promised that just as he had scattered them so he would bring them back in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 24 God says for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land then in the next chapter, Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 12 to 14. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, 
when I have opened your graves O my people and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord in 1948 the final countdown to the return of Christ and this battle of Armageddon began when Israel was reborn as a nation before 1948 there were no enemies of Israel because Israel as a nation did not exist we now live in the days when those verses in Zechariah and those verses in, in uh, can be fulfilled Israel today has many many enemies particularly in the Arab world it is a nation that is constantly under the threat of attack and terrorist attack at the moment though it is very capable of, of defending itself it has uh, the most powerful army in the uh, entire Middle East region but as those verses in the prophecy of Zechariah say Israel will eventually be defeated by her enemies resulting in the greatest time of trouble Israel has ever seen the time of Jacob's trouble as the Bible calls it in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1 we read and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time as we seem to see on the news nearly every day things are very troublesome for Israel they are surrounded by Arab enemies on every side and despite all the peace efforts by the West things are going to get far far worse what we are seeing now on the news is only the start of Jacob's Israel's troubles Israel will eventually be brought to her knees it is then that they will cry out for a saviour it is then that Jesus Christ will return with the full power of God at his disposal and defeat the enemies of Israel in the battle of Armageddon so the fact that the nation of Israel exists today with all its problems with all its enemies is probably the greatest sign we have that we are on the countdown to Armageddon and the return of the Lord Jesus but as well as, as well as the nation of Israel there are many other signs of the times around us that we can see around us today which indicate that we are living in the last days prior to the return of Jesus and the fulfilment of God's plan for planet earth we are told in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4 that there will be a great increase in man's understanding and knowledge man's knowledge will greatly increase in Mark chapter 13 verse 7 it says there will be wars, rumours of wars 2 Timothy chapter 3 and Luke chapter 17 verse 26 we are told that there will be declining ethical and moral values and a turning away from God famines, pestilence and disease are predicted in verses 7 and 8 of Matthew chapter 24 whilst in Luke chapter 21 verse 11 and 26 fearful sights and terror are predicted so I'd just like to spend a short time now looking at the evidence to show that these are all signs that, that are happening now in these days in which we live 
So I'd like to go first into Luke chapter 21. Now in this chapter we find one of the accounts of Christ's Mount Olivet prophecy. And in verse 7 of Luke chapter 21, Christ is asked the following question by his disciples. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Jesus then goes on to give a detailed account of the signs that will precede his return. And the first thing I want to look at is what Jesus says in verse 26. Men's hearts will fail them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now in my Bible, which is a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, the word terror is listed alongside this verse. Christ is saying here that it will be a very fearful time, full of terror and fearful sights. And how many fearful sights have we seen in the first 13 years of the 21st century? Well, the real starting point for, for it all is probably the attacks in the United States on September the 11th, 2001. And as I've just mentioned, one of the greatest signs that we're on the countdown to Armageddon is the fact that the nation of Israel exists today with all its problems and with all its enemies. And probably, probably one of the main reasons for those attacks in the United States was the United States foreign policy towards Israel, its support for the nation of Israel. At the moment, the United States is probably the greatest ally Israel has. And those actions in September 2001 led to war, first in Afghanistan, then in Iraq. But despite the efforts of the United States and its allies, the fearful sights continued, as witnessed in the attacks in Bali, the attacks in Madrid, the attacks in London, and the countless attacks we seem to hear of in countries like Iraq and Afghanistan seemingly every day. And when we see these things, it's very easy to be troubled by all these things, isn't it? But they are a sign of the times. In Mark chapter 13, verse 7, Jesus says, verse 7 and 8, And when you shall hear of wars and rumours of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Now as well as the recent wars and the conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, this map shows other wars and conflicts going on or have been going on in the world over the past few years. There has been an awful lot which is surely a sign of the times. But Jesus says don't be troubled when you hear of these things, when you hear of wars, rumours of wars, when you witness shocking terrorist attacks. Do not worry about what is going to happen next. For these things are all leading up to my return and the working out of God's plan for the future. It is very easy when we see shocking things in the world, such as those terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001, to ask the question, why? Why does the merciful, loving God allow such things to happen? Why doesn't he stop these things happening? Well, I think the simple answer is, who are we to question God? As Jesus says in the verse we've just read from Mark chapter 13, for such things must needs be. And as it says in Isaiah 45 verse 9, Woe unto him that striveth with his maker, let the potsers strive with the potsers of the earth, shall the clay say to him, the fashion it, what makest thou? 
or thy work he hath no hands. All we need to know is that God ruleth in the kingdoms of men. He is in control and he's working out his plan and purpose for the earth. Isaiah 45 verse 5 I am the Lord, there is none else, there is no God beside me. I girded thee that thou hast not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I the Lord do all these things. I don't think it is God's will that any of us should die in such a horrific way like the thousands of people who've, who've died in horrific terrorist attacks over the past few years. But we're all sinners and we're sinning to the world through Adam and so did pain, suffering and death. But God in his mercy provided his son as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And through repentance and baptism we have the sure hope that death is not the end. In 2 Peter 3 verse 9 we read The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness but is long-suffering to his word, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Moving on then, the next sign I want to look at then is that of famines, disease and earthquakes. Now in the Matthew account of the Mount Olivet prophecy Jesus says in verse, verse 7 of Matthew chapter 24 Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse or a wide range of places. Now what we seem to have here in verse 7 of Matthew 24 is a chain reaction of events which are man-made wars which are man-made lead to famines which lead to disease and pestilence especially in poorer countries in huge areas of the world people are on the brink of starvation as a result of famine brought on by conflicts and wars and again as we just looked at it's easy to ask the question why does God allow these things to happen as I've just mentioned wars are man-made it's not God that's causing these problems they are man-made problems the 20th and 21st centuries have also seen a huge rise in the number of great earthquakes. As you can see from this graph, the 20th century saw a marked rise in the number of recorded earthquakes. And as predicted, these occurred in a wide range of places. And in the first part of the 21st century, we've seen two of the biggest earthquakes in history. The 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and the 2011 Japanese earthquake. And when Jesus returns to save God's chosen people, we are told that the biggest earthquake of all will strike the Mount of Olives, uh, which is just on the outskirts of Jerusalem. It says in verse 4 of the prophecy of Zechariah, chapter 14. And here's the Lord Jesus Christ's feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. The Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. There shall be a very great valley. Half of the mountain shall be moved toward the north, and half of it toward the south. So this verse here clearly describes an earthquake which will strike the Mount of Olives when Jesus returns. 
and this in itself would trigger a worldwide earthquake. In Isaiah 24 verse 20 it says, The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard. So truly the big one is yet to come. Moving on, the, the next thing I want to look at is the explosion in understanding and knowledge that we've seen over the past hundred years or so. And up until the mid-1800s, mankind didn't really advance that far, probably due to the Dark Ages. For example, the main mode of transport remained the horse and cart for thousands of years. But over the past hundred years or so, we have seen an explosion in understanding and knowledge, the likes of which the world has never seen before. And this, the Bible says, is a clear sign that we are on the countdown to Armageddon and the return of the Lord Jesus. In Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4 it says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. As I've said, the last hundred years or so, have seen an explosion in understanding and knowledge the likes of which the world hasn't, has never seen before. We've seen huge advancements in such things as electronics, computing, medicine, engineering, science and technology. <coughs> At the turn of the 20th century man could only dream of flying. Within the space of 80 years he had landed on the moon and built planes that could fly faster than the speed of sound. In our own lifetime we've seen great advancements in computing. The first microcomputer in 1971 could perform 100,000 operations per second. Today's computers can perform 20 times as many operations per second. The speed of communication has also increased greatly over the past few years with the advent of email and the internet. For example, the ordinary postal service is referred to as snail mail compared to email. The words of Daniel surely apply to these days in which we live. The final sign I want to look at this afternoon indicates we are living in the last days prior to the turn of Jesus and this battle of Armageddon is a decline in ethical and moral values. In Luke chapter 17 verse 26 to 31 it says And as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. And indeed they drank and they married the wives they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, excuse me, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now in these verses here, Jesus is saying that all people thought about in the days of Noah was eating, drinking, and marrying, etc. They were more concerned with pleasing themselves than God. They turned away from God and did not want to retain God in their thoughts. And he says this is how it will be in the days before he returns. Now there is not anything wrong with the things that Christ speaks of in verses 26-29 here apart from the fact that that was all they thought about they had no room or time for God in their lives doesn't that sound like the world around us today 
In a recent news article, a poll found that only 6% of the British population attended some sort of church service on a Sunday. But the football stadiums and the supermarkets are full. And the warning from Jesus is that in Noah's time, God had enough of the evil in the world and he destroyed mankind from off the face of the earth with the flood. Only Noah and his family were spared. But God is a merciful God. He warned Noah of what his plans were and he gave Noah 120 years to preach repentance to his generation. And likewise, just as God offers salvation to Noah's generation, so he is offering salvation to us. John 3 verse 16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In his divine mercy and love, God provided his only Son, the Lord Jesus, as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And through his most holy word, the Bible, God is telling us of his message of salvation through Jesus and his plan and purpose for the earth, the earth that he created to be inhabited. God has appointed a day when he will intervene in the affairs of man by sending his Son, Jesus Christ, back to the earth to put an end to the evil and the wickedness of mankind to judge the world in righteousness and to establish God's everlasting kingdom of peace and righteousness. The signs that we've looked at this afternoon indicate that his return is very near. For as Jesus says in Luke 21 verse 28, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. When the Lord Jesus returns, he will establish the kingdom of God on earth. And God is offering you the chance to be in his kingdom, to live forever in his kingdom, which will be paradise on earth. All God wants from you in return is repentance. Acknowledging the fact that in God's eyes we are sinners, and that there is a need for repentance on our behalf, which involves baptism into the saving name of Jesus, and choosing a life devoted to the Lord God which in itself is an entire subject. So as we've seen and heard this afternoon then, the countdown to Armageddon and the return of the Lord Jesus is well underway. The signs around us indicate this. But Armageddon is not the end, as is the view of many people in the world. In Isaiah 45 verse 18 it says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it, he created it, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So in a sense, Armageddon is only the beginning. It will herald in the dawn of a glorious new everlasting age for the world, the kingdom of God on earth. And in these troublesome times, I'd like to leave you this afternoon with these comforting words from the prophet Isaiah who in chapter 11 provides us with a wonderful description of God's plan for the future his peaceful everlasting kingdom on earth the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb the leopard shall lie down with the kid the calf, the lion and the fowling together and a little child shall lead them the cow and the bear shall feed the young one shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, 
and the wean child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Uk.